We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Choose your fighter. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. I'm not a cocky person. I'm just passionate. Final round. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a new podcast partner immediately. Quarantine and chill. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Music City Audible. I am Justin Graver, joined as always by Justin Mello, and we are presented by Broadway Sports Media, partnered with 440 Sports, and we are coming to you today to talk about Tennessee Titans coordinators. The search is over. We're a little late to the party, we know, but there's not a whole lot else going on in the offseason, so we're taking a quick break from our free agency preview. We'll get back to that next week to discuss the coordinators Justin, how are you doing? And what was your reaction last Friday morning when this stuff came out? Yeah, my first reaction was, of course, it came out Friday morning, the, the day after we record our, our episode. So uh, the morning right after. So, you know, we couldn't touch on it um, on last week's episode. But, uh, you know, not really surprised. I guess that would be the best way to summarize my reaction. Uh, you know, the whole time, I, I, for the most part, expected them to promote from within. You know, obviously, I think um, all of Titans Nation agrees that it made sense on one side of the ball, but but maybe not so much on the other side. Right. So let's cover it all here. The official news. This There was a few moves made in addition to the coordinator moves. The Titans have promoted Todd Downing to offensive coordinator, elevated Shane Bowen to defensive coordinator. They also gave promotions to Luke Steckel. He becomes the tight ends coach. He was assistant tight ends coach. He'll now take over Todd Downing's role as the tight ends coach. And Ryan Crow is now the outside linebackers coach. And finally, Matt Edwards, assistant special teams coach. They also made a couple of other hires. I'm going to butcher this name, but I'll do my best. Kenichi Udezi is the new assistant defensive line coach working under Terrell Williams. And they've also hired Eric Frazier, who was with the Montana State Bobcats, to be a defensive assistant. So lots of moves being made here. Lots of uh, lots of shuffling on that defensive side of the ball. But obviously the biggest thing on the defensive side is that Shane Bowen, the bane of all Titans fans' existence, has become the defensive coordinator. So... I don't know what the reaction was anticipated by the Titans, but I will say if, if you follow Jim Wyatt's mailbag on Tuesday, here's something he said in a, in a reply asking about Shane Bowen. And this is pretty telling to me. He says, this is Jim Wyatt. Hiring Bowen was certainly a courageous move by Vrabel. The universal lambasting I've seen was probably expected. So, I mean, if, if Jim Wyatt is calling this a courageous move by Vrabel, I feel like that just tells you everything you need to know. This guy is a mouthpiece for the team, and even he is saying, yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that he's so much saying that he doesn't know about it as much as he's being honest and saying that he's very aware of what the reaction was going to be. I think what he means by courageous is the, the fact that Vrabel was willing to do this you know, or to make this hire we're, you know, well, knowing very well what the reaction of the fan base was going to be. I, I don't think it was a secret that Titans fans were going to be very angry with this news. And, and, and don't get and it's probably part of the reason why, let's be honest, when the Titans made the announcement, it was kind of part of a Friday news dump. Uh, we have named, you know, here, here's the news. We have named Todd Downing, offensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, defensive coordinator. They got it all out of the way at once because I think they knew um, you know, certainly they were going to take a beating on social media, right, over the Bowen news. So this is tough. Obviously, there, there's not a lot of reason 
to be optimistic about the job that Bowen did last year. We're not going to sugarcoat that. Um, I do think, obviously, there were some personnel limitations. Look, they were banged up at corner throughout the entire year. Guys like Fulton, guys like Adoree Jackson, Jonathan Joseph not working out the way it did, uh, and yada, yada. And then, of course, the edge rusher situation being a disaster. I've come on here many times on this show and said that, uh, you know, I really don't know what you expect when, when you're, you know, lining guys up like Tazar Skipper and Wyatt Ray and Brooks Reed at the edge position. I don't know that there's a defensive coordinator out there uh, that's going to really, you know, that's going to get much out of guys like that. So the situation was a disaster at times on the personnel side. They're going to have to give him better players to work with. Uh, with that said, I'm not making excuses, right? When, when he did have Jadavion Clowney on the field, they still weren't sacking the quarterback. So uh, the issues were, were, were rampant and they were all season long. It never really got better. Right. That's another thing you have to look at. Did the defense improve throughout the course of the year? Did they get better? I feel pretty confident saying the answer is no. Yes, they played a good playoff game against the Baltimore Ravens. And ironically enough, the defense was not the reason they lost that playoff game. Right. And it's I've said this many times, but it's funny how that works. Right. Football is a one off. Um, the defense did not cost them a playoff game. It was the offense that did that. But I think that's more uh, more a result of them matching up so well with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, as we've seen throughout the years, than it is, you know, Shane Bowen finally got this defense playing at a high level at the end of the year. So it, it is a very courageous hire. Jim Wyatt said it perfectly. Um, it's 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 it, he's really sticking his chest out on this one, Vrabel. He really is. He's, it, it, you know, there, there's, I, I hate to make this comparison, but I made it, it. I made it already too. Go for it. I think, you know what I'm going to say? It's shades of Mike Malarkey sticking up for Terry Robisky in a sense, right? Like it's just, this is my guy. And it's very courageous of Rabel again, as Wyatt said. So we'll see how it plays out. Cause it, it's a very risky move that you, you feel like he didn't have to make, but he obviously chose to do so. Right. And, so I wrote a piece for broadwaysportsmedia.com searching for optimism for the Titans 2021 defense under Shane Bowen, where I tried to put a positive spin on this. But even in that article, I mean, the negative negativity is too easy to write. This is the same defense last year tied for the fewest sacks ever by a playoff team. The worst third down defense conversion allowed percentage in the pro football reference database, which goes back to 1991. They were 30th in red zone scoring rate allowed last year, 29th in passing yards allowed. It's a passing league and 29th in defensive DVOA. And this is, I mean, yes, Shane Bowen wasn't the defensive coordinator last year because he didn't have the title. But at the end of the season, Mike Vrabel said, Shane led the meetings. Shane led the walkthroughs. Shane called the defense. I think we get caught up too much in titles. Well, Mike, I don't think we get caught up too much in titles. He, he was the defensive coordinator. He meant like what he meant by that was all the media was saying, do you think not naming a defensive coordinator is why your defense was so bad? And to me, it's like, well, maybe it wasn't that you not naming one as opposed to just like naming a bad one. But I made this same comparison, the Terry Robisky comparison towards the end of that article. I said it's entirely possible Shane Bowen ends up as Mike Vrabel's Terry Robisky. So, yeah, I mean, they've got a lot to prove this year. And here's something interesting to me is part of this whole lambasting that Jim Wyatt mentioned, the fans, I mean, took this really as, as pretty much how I expected them to. What are What are the Titans doing is what the fans came out and said. But Kevin Byard seems to have a little bit more confidence. He says, you know, 
it's not Shane Bowen's fault. It's everybody who had in their hand in the pot from the front seven to the back end to everybody. We all could have done better. I think Shane's going to do a good job next year. I'm excited to see us as a defense take the lessons we learned from this year and fix those and have a better season. And Kevin Byard also said, if we put a better performance out there next year, everyone will be saying how Shane is a really good coach. I mean, that is true. If the Titans turn things around next year, everyone will be like, wow, look at that. The defense actually isn't so bad under Shane Bowen. So let's talk about how they can get there. Something I wrote about in my piece and something that Mike Herndon has touched on for broadwaysportsmedia.com. Also, he wrote a great piece, how the Titans can turn around a defense in one year. Check out that piece online now. But the main gist of it is they need a personnel overhaul. You mentioned it off the top, who they were working with last year. And part of it was due to injuries, but... Part of it wasn't due to injuries. You know, I mean, Clowney and Vic Beasley and Harold Landry played, you know, about six games together. Clowney and Landry played eight games together and they still weren't getting to the quarterback. And you mentioned Jonathan Joseph out there. Sure. But, you know, you need a better third or fourth quarterback because injuries are a part of the NFL. And I'm not saying the guy has to be a lockdown stud, but Jonathan Joseph was just you could tell his career had passed him by by the time he was on the field for the Titans. So they need to add talent and depth to literally every level of the defense. Definitely starts with the pass rush. I think they need to get younger and look to to add cornerbacks probably in the draft this year. And I think they should also be looking at more linebackers because you, right now we don't know if Jayon Brown's going to be back. I'd say he probably won't be back. And Rashawn Evans was a liability from the 20 to the 20, Rashawn Evans is a liability on the field. Now, inside the 20s, for some reason, he becomes the best linebacker of all time. But, you know, they got to get him playing like that at other levels of the field. And as far as we know, it feels like, I mean, they haven't made any other announcements regarding the staff outside of what we touched on at the beginning of this episode. So Jim Hazlitt, inside linebackers coach, expected to be back. Anthony Midget, secondary coach, expected to be back. The inside linebackers and the secondary did not play particularly well last year. The pass rush did not play particularly well. I mean, the pass rush was was horrible. So one thing I look at here is this other guy, Ryan Crow, comes up to be the outside linebackers coach. He was a special teams assistant last year, but he spent time as outside linebackers assistant under Shane Bowen earlier in his career with Tennessee a couple of years ago. He's coached uh, defensive lineman at Ohio State in his career as well. So he has experience with this. He was an outside linebacker, I think. So looking at a guy who's going to take over that role, it allows Shane Bowen now to focus solely on being the defensive coordinator. And again, we're not trying to make excuses for what was a terrible defense and a terrible performance last year, but you know, it was a COVID year. It was a a year where all normal routines and schedules were thrown completely out of whack. He had people had to improvise on the fly and figure out their new routine with the zooms and not being able to get on the field and work with these guys on their technique in terms of rushing the passer in terms of playing within the scheme of the defense. So allowing Shane Bowen now to focus fully on being the defensive coordinator, maybe Harold Landry doesn't play 95% of snaps with this new staff the way that it's configured. So I think there are reasons you you can be positive about the move. And to me, and this is something Mike has railed on as well, the, the indication here is that the personnel was not good enough, but the coaching was because the coaching is largely going to stay intact. If the personnel also largely stays intact, I think the Titans are going to have major problems, just like we saw all last year. Yeah, I, I think you're right to, and Mike is right to assume that, you know, the message from the team, obviously without them fully coming out and saying it, 
is that um, the coaching was good enough. The personnel was not. It does feel like they're going to go through a major overhaul on that side of the field this offseason. And, and, and as they should. Look, on offense, they should focus on trying to bring you know guys like Jonu and, and Corey Davis back. I think it's unlikely that both of them are back, as, as we've touched on here. But you're going to add one or two pieces on offense, right? You're going to add maybe one or two receivers, more than likely. Maybe a tight end. Maybe you don't have to add a tight end if you get Jonu back. But the point is, you're not going to have to do a lot on that side of the ball. And the rest of the offseason should really focus on defense, getting better pass rushers in here, getting more depth in the secondary and potentially doing something at the linebacker position as well. So they are going to go through a major change. I agree with you that. And again, we're not trying to be biased and trying to sell this to you that this was a good, smart move uh, because it's hard to be optimistic about it, as we've touched on. But I would agree that it's not impossible that this defense comes back next year and rebounds because they hired Shane Bowen. No, it is very possible that this defense plays better next season with some new additions, with better edge rushers, with a full offseason. Look, this defense, they're not going to come in next year and say, let's run this back. Let's do exactly what we did last year. That's obviously not going to be the case. They're going to take this offseason to look at what went so drastically wrong and try to fix it. And they're going to add more talent as well, as we said. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to have better edge rushers next year, whether they get those guys in free agency or the draft same goes for corners they're going to they're going to be better prepared for injuries at the position right Adoree's going to be back they're going to add another corner in the draft and free agency Fulton will be going into year two they are going to have better personnel on that side of the ball they are not going to get worse so it'll be very interesting to see uh, how this move pays off for Mike Vrabel he's either going to look like an absolute genius he'll look like a genius if this defense can get to middle of the road right if they can get to like the 15th to 18th best defense in the league, I don't think too many Titans fans are going to complain about that, right? Compared to the disaster that we all just finished watching. So it'll be well, very interesting. Yeah. And that's something we said all season long was if this defense just gets closer to average, this team could be great because the offense is already great. So they just need a little bit of help from the defense. Just don't be the worst third down defense in the history of football and maybe right. they'll be okay. And something Mike Vrabel said in the, in the release when the Titans put all this stuff out last Friday. They had a quote from Vrabel in their release that said Vrabel's words, we are going to work hard to improve that side of the ball through better coaching, improving our system and our players. So this is all coach speak nonsense, blah, blah, blah. But I do think there's something to read into there, improving our system, improving our players. That tells me, like you just said, they're not going to run it back thinking this will work if we just play better. They're going to make tweaks. They're going to try to put guys in positions to succeed. Kevin Byard especially had, you know, his everyone knows his worst year as a pro and improving our players. I don't think that just means developing players. I think that means improving the talent on that side of the ball. And I think you said whether it comes in free agency or the draft, I think it's got to come in both the free agency, free agency and the draft. And something that the Football Another Efforts podcast touched on this week was about, you know, how the first first year of a rookie or you're not really going to get instant impact. You're not getting, you're not adding chase young or Joey Bosa to this team. You know, you're, you have to draft at 22 overall, you know, you you'll be lucky to get a TJ Watt level player there. And if you, even if you do the ability to impact year one is probably not going to be super high. So we've touched on this already when we covered Clowney a couple of episodes ago, but the free agent outside linebackers, I think, you know, a Carl Lawson, a Ryan Kerrigan, somebody of that level or both of those guys, Ryan Kerrigan, obviously getting much up up there in age would be more of a rotational veteran kind of presence. Carl Lawson is a guy who you might look at um, like a Shaq Barrett level breakout season 
coming for him at some point in the future. So I think that, you know, it's not impossible to retool the entire defensive side of the ball in one offseason by any means. And I also think Titans fans should open up their minds and be more open to the idea of a cornerback or another type, even a linebacker, Zayvon Collins, who can rush the passer or play, you know, in the middle like a Rashawn Evans kind of player, only hopefully without all the liabilities in the first round. I don't think they have to go edge rusher in the first round. There's a few guys that I would like at that spot, you know, Aziz Ojulari, even a Gregory Rousseau, who I'm not super high on right now, but I do see the upside and the potential. I don't think those guys come in and contribute a whole lot on day one, but they could come in and make some splash plays that frankly were completely missing throughout the entire season last year. So you're going to have more talent because I think you almost have to inject youth into this defense that even if this isn't the year they contribute 2021, you know, you come into next year with a lot more hope on that side of the ball because you have young guys that you've been developing for an entire season. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I And I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I agree when you say it's going to have to come in free agency and the draft. I don't think they should address edge rusher just in the draft because I agree that that would be a mistake because you're probably not going to get a lot of production, a lot of sacks, a, lot, a, a huge impact from a year one edge rusher, especially one that was drafted in the 20s. But why don't we move on to talk a little bit about Todd Downing because I feel like all of Titans Nation has ignored his promotion because it's so easy to get riled up over the, the Shane Bowen one and talk about that. Let's talk about Todd Downing a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny you say that because I am 100% convinced, you know, the, the Titans, like we said, they released all this stuff on on Friday morning last week. But even before it came out of the Tennessee Titans official Twitter account and, and TennesseeTitans.com, Ian Rappaport tweeted at 5.57 a.m. Central Time that the Titans would be promoting Todd Downing as offensive coordinator. And like I said, there is no doubt in my mind this was a planned leak of information to Rap Sheet so that he would get this story out so that Titans fans would be talking about Todd Downing before they learned about Shane Bowen so that there would be at least a little bit of it. I want to say excitement, um, optimism here. I think going with Todd Downing is actually a great move here. I mean, I was very open to the idea of bringing in somebody from the outside, somebody who could come in and, and add maybe not a wholly new scheme, but something, you know, to inject like a, what do you call it? Evolving the offense. Because if you run back the exact same offense next year, defenses are going to adapt. It happens every year in the NFL. You have to be improving. If you're not improving, you're getting worse. So I think keep adding a guy like Todd Downing will help them stay with the same system, the same scheme. But I wasn't against a Pep Hamilton type. Tony Elliott obviously turned them down. Guys who aren't necessarily West Coast outside zone guys. But I think Todd Downing, Zach Lyons from Efforts Pod wrote a great article, what to expect from his office, from the new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, based on what Downing did his one year as offensive coordinator in uh, what was Oakland at the time, Las Vegas Raiders now, and what he's done as a quarterback coach throughout his career. So I actually think Todd Downing is going to bring a lot of exciting new elements to the passing game in Tennessee while maintaining their effective ground attack. So, you know what? I think Todd Downing was, was a fine hire, maybe not the best hire, but he could be an ascending offensive mind the way Arthur Smith was at the time of Arthur Smith's promotion. 
I agree with you. I am excited about the Todd Down. I am excited about the Todd Downing hire. I think they made the right move on that side of the ball. Um, by, by all accounts, the players love him. I spoke with a source close to Anthony Ferkser who told me that you know, I, of course, Downing has been Ferkser's position coach right ever since Arthur Smith took over as offensive coordinator. Um, and Ferkser really likes Todd Downing uh, a lot. And, and he wasn't just saying that because again, this was a conversation that I had had with somebody off the record. And and then uh, you get into John U. Smith who did a radio interview. Uh, shortly thereafter and he went on to pray even though he you know he acknowledged the uncertainty of his contract he may never play for Todd Downing right as the offensive coordinator but he did go on to say that he thinks it was a terrific hire he loves Todd Downing thinks his knowledge of the game is 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 very advanced so very excited to see Downing into this role he has some play calling experience which I do think is a nice bonus if you'll remember that was one of the things that we harped on with Arthur Smith when he was hired it was oh well he's never called plays before it's not a huge deal as it proved that to be because you know Smith was terrific as an offensive coordinator but it's nice that Downing has that experience it won't be his first time calling plays I do think he's a bright offensive mind I think he's learned a lot from this system as well and I think he's going to as you said incorporate some great fresh new ideas to make sure this offense doesn't get stagnant and and easy to stop as we kind of saw in the Mike Malarkey years right where uh sort of as time went on it kind of got a little too predictable and stagnant so I think Downing's going to make sure this offense keeps evolving that's what Mike Vrabel is looking for, and I think it's going to prove to be a really good hire. And one of the one of the ways that I'm expecting it to evolve, this is something Zach touched on in his article, is number one, use of 11 personnel. The Raiders, the year Downing was coordinating, 71% of their plays came out of 11 personnel. NFL average that season was just 59%, and they passed a lot. A lot more passes just in general than the NFL average, but way more than anything we've seen in Tennessee Maybe ever. I mean, the Titans have never been a pass-oriented offense. And another key area about that is the running back target rate. They targeted running backs on 24% of passes that season. NFL averaged 23%. But the Titans obviously have not incorporated running backs in the passing game really outside of that one year DeMarco Murray was a big factor. I think that was 2016. So looking at a player like Darrington Evans, hopefully he can stay a lot healthier this year, but trying to get him mismatched on tight ends and linebackers, sorry, on linebackers and safeties, you know, little dump offs that lead to yards after catch is the MO of the Titans offense in addition to the explosive play action plays. So I think that we're going to see more running back targets. We could see more passing in general, Sometimes, you know, it it was nice that Arthur Smith would be so patient with the run game and remain dedicated to it, even when the Titans fell behind or if it wasn't working early on. And that kind of patience isn't always necessarily easy to come by in the NFL. A lot of times offensive coordinators will abandon their whatever game plan they had and just move to a pass heavy script because they fall behind early. That could be something that happens with Todd Downing and may have happened to him in that 2017 season. I think having Vrabel's oversight will prevent that from becoming a problem, but I think it could help in games like this past this playoff game, the Titans lost to the Ravens. The Derrick Henry attack simply wasn't working. And I think that was an example of sticking with it too long, especially when a player like AJ Brown was dominating his competition the entire game and only finishes. I think he had like eight targets in that game. You got to get AJ Brown double digit targets on a weekly basis. And I think Todd Downing as offensive coordinator, you might actually see something like that happen. 
I fully agree with you. And that's one of the things I'm excited about. You know, you, you touched on it already, but what Downing's going to bring to this passing attack, what he's going to change uh, when it comes to the way the Titans pass the ball and approach that side of the game. So very interested to see specifically the step that A.J. Brown can take uh, in next year's offense. He's already back to training. If you follow him on Instagram, he's obviously incredibly motivated. He continue, he continues to say that he's going to be the best receiver in the league. You love his attitude. You love his alpha mentality. And I'm very excited to see him play in a Todd Downing offense. So before we finish and wrap this up, I just want to ask your thoughts because I've seen this touted around and I tend to agree with this idea that Pep Hamilton and Terrell Austin, two minority candidates for the offensive and defensive coordinator jobs respectively, were brought in for interviews with the Titans. They were the only interviews we actually heard about. Was that to satisfy the Rooney rule or do you think those guys actually had a chance to be hired? That's tough. It would be easy to say that on the surface, it looks like they probably just wanted to satisfy the Rooney rule, right? Because they just went ahead and promoted uh, two guys that were already on their staff. So uh, we don't know who else they interviewed. Look, for the record, uh, I I think it'd be dangerous to say that um, they made their mind up from the beginning because they tried to interview Tony Elliott, right, at Clemson. And they they had interest in Tim Kelly uh, over at Houston. So it, it does feel like this wasn't a sham of a search, but I can see why one might make the leap to say that, um, well, either way they had to satisfy the Rooney rule, right? Either way they had to satisfy it, but it's not like they didn't reach out to other can other, other white candidates at that, right? Tom, Kel- uh, Tim Kelly and whatnot. So uh, I-, I do think they casted a-, a wide net, but it's probably safe uh, to assume that maybe Pep and-, and Terrell were to satisfy the Rooney rule. I do think it's definitely possible that the reason we heard about those interviews and no others was for the Rooney rule. So maybe they did a bunch of interviews that we didn't hear about at all, but the two we heard about were with minority candidates so that they were kind of like, all right, this will satisfy the Rooney rule. Let's let that information leak and then keep everything else tight to the vest, which I think, you know, is their general operating. That's how they generally do, do things in, in this, in this uh, front office. So All right. Anything else to add before we get out of here with this episode covering these coordinator hires? I think, you know, there's optimism on offense, defense. You know, what's the worst that could happen? It's not going to be worse than last year, right? (laughs) Defense certainly is not going to be worse than last year. You can almost guarantee that. If you want more about these hires, be sure to check out the other podcasts Broadway Sports has to offer. We've been talking about it all week. We got articles up on the site, multiple articles. Our newest writer, Trey Watkins, wrote a great piece about how Mike Vrabel's kind of gambling with this Titans contention window here. This is a short window they have to be a legitimate contender. It's a gamble to do so by keeping Shane Bowen as the defensive coordinator, as opposed to going outside and trying to find, you know, somebody to inject new thoughts and ideas into the defense. But you know what? They've made their decision. Either it'll come back to bite them or it'll work out. We can't really know now. It's impossible to know. So we'll keep you guys updated on everything that happens. And we'll be back next week to talk more about the free agents to be. The Titans have a bunch of impending free agents. We've covered a few of them on past episodes. If you want to hear about Corey Davis and Jayon Brown and Jadeveon Clowney and Jonu Smith, be sure to scroll down in our feed and find those episodes if you miss them. Until then, we'll be back next week. Make sure you follow Justin on Twitter at JustinM underscore NFL. I'm at Titans Film Room. Tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.